This is BMO Smarter Investing for May 2022. Join top BMO economists Douglas Porter, Sal Guccieri, and Jennifer Lee for trends and forecasts across the economic landscape so you can make more thoughtful investment decisions. Hi, everyone. I'm Sal Guccieri. In this podcast, I'll discuss the outlook for commercial real estate markets. From equities to bonds to cryptocurrencies, investors are finding few places to hide in the current market downdraft as high inflation and rising interest rates fan recession fears. But are there pockets of commercial real estate that still offer decent risk-adjusted returns? Let's start with how the commercial real estate market has been doing. Like the economy, the market has held up better than feared at the start of the pandemic, largely due to the massive policy stimulus combined with government income, rent, and loan support programs. But not all sectors fared equally well. Industrial and multifamily prospered, and much of the retail sector has recovered quite nicely. But offices are taking longer to regain a footing. Commercial property prices rebounded faster than expected in the pandemic. After initial 11% slide, U.S. commercial prices now stand 15% above pre-virus levels. And in Canada, commercial rents have retraced earlier losses and are rising moderately, led by the industrial sector. Credit quality remains strong. The U.S. default rate is under 1%, close to the lowest on record due to the government income and rental assistance, loan forbearance programs, and the rapid economic recovery. In Canada, business insolvency surprisingly fell in the pandemic and still remain quite low. But assuming a return to more normal, higher interest rates and slower economic growth, default rates on commercial real estate loans are likely to rise modestly in the next two years. And landlords that have a limited ability to raise rents in a high inflation climate may struggle. Investor demand for commercial real estate has been pretty strong amid broad asset price inflation and the hunt for inflation-protected yields. Canadian capitalization rates held mostly steady in the pandemic, apart from the industrial sector, where rates actually fell quite sharply on surging property values. Relative to long-term government rates, the average Canadian cap rate across all sectors was close to long-run norms late last year. So that suggests a market that was fairly priced. Rising interest rates will lift cap rates as investors seek higher returns, and that will limit further price gains in, in the sector. But if rents rise, commercial properties could act as an inflation hedge. So what is the overall outlook for commercial real estate properties? In our view, continued economic growth should support the market this year, limiting credit losses for lenders, even as higher interest rates lead to slower price growth. But some sectors will do better than others. The industrial sector thrived in the pandemic with higher rates of return and lower vacancy rates. Investors took note, driving property prices higher and cap rates down sharply. The sector was helped by rising demand for warehouse space to support e-commerce logistics, as well as demand for storage space to stock up on spare parts amid supply chain disruptions. Also helping was the need to expand manufacturing capacity in the face of strong goods demand and some limited reshoring of parts production. We expect the industrial sector to continue doing quite well on the back of firm business investment, although the demand for goods will slow as interest rates rise and spending shifts further towards services. A low-valued Canadian dollar against the greenback, elevated resource prices should also help Canada's industrial sector. The main risk to the industrial outlook stems from a potential recession if monetary policy needs to tighten aggressively to control inflation. 
The multifamily residential segment is also enjoying solid rates of return, steady to lower cap rates and low vacancy rates. The segment was supported by high house prices in both countries and in Canada, rebounded immigration and limited supply of purpose-built rental units. The sector has fully recovered after facing lower rents and higher vacancies in the early days of the pandemic when immigration plunged. Investors see the uh, sector as a partial hedge against inflation with higher wages supporting rents. And Canada's apartment cap rate of just over 4% late last year is now the lowest in at least 18 years. Rising interest rates will drive a much-needed cool-down in the housing market. We're already seeing that in the most recent data. And we should see sales return to more normal levels, and that will rein in the rampant appreciation we're seeing in, in the residential market. Now, cushioning the decline will be rising immigration in Canada, continued demand from millennials, and just low unemployment. A welcome rebalancing will likely see Canadian house prices retrace a portion of the past year's record gain, while U.S. prices are expected to level out later this year. Demand for apartments likely to stay strong in the face of limited affordability in many cities. However, Canada's market uh, is at greater risk of a correction than the U.S. due to higher prices and weaker affordability. The notable exceptions are the Prairie Provinces and Newfoundland and Labrador, where affordability is still quite good. The risk of a correction would increase if interest rates rise much more than expected and spur an economic downturn. In that case, uh, we'll see lower home values and also lower apartment building values. How about retail? After struggling uh, with several rounds of restrictions to control the pandemic, the retail sector is making a, a pretty decent comeback. Uh, the segment is supported by high household savings, as well as a pivot back to in-person shopping. In the U.S., available retail space fell to a 10-year low late last year. And in Canada, easing pandemic restrictions allowed the retail sector to enjoy relatively stable cap and vacancy rates and moderate rent growth. The number of active retail businesses actually just recently topped pre-pandemic levels. While sales will slow in response to higher interest rates, we expect the retail sector to expand and vacancy rates to fall a bit further. And don't ignore uh, traditional brick and mortar stores. Concern that the pandemic might drive a permanent shift toward online shopping seems a bit unfounded. Uh, the e-commerce share of retail spending has returned to its pre-pandemic trend line in the U.S., it's still rising, but it's not accelerating. So shopping habits don't appear to have changed all that much as customers eagerly return to physical stores when restrictions were lifted. However, some retailers will face bigger challenges than others, including those without a multi-channel approach for customers who prefer both online and in-store experiences. Uh, successful retailers are, are using physical stores to facilitate e-commerce orders and returns. Successful malls are providing enhanced social experiences, while small and closed malls with limited redevelopment potential are at greater risk. Stores that primarily serve office workers also face a highly shrunken market due to remote working. And that brings us to the office sector, which is returning to life as restrictions ease, but to a very different life than before the pandemic due to the widespread adoption of remote working. Despite rising vacancy rates, Loan defaults actually stayed quite low due to government support programs and lengthy leases. In Canada, the sector is seeing modestly rising rents. Still, the national office vacancy rate of above 16% early this year is up six percentage points from before the pandemic, and sublease activity is high across the country as well. 
more than two years after the pandemic began, we still don't have a lot of clarity on the long-term outlook for office demand based on unique user card swipes compiled by Castle System. 43% of office space in 10 large U.S. cities was occupied as of early May relative to pre-pandemic levels. That's up a little bit from a couple of months ago, but the rate of improvement has, has slowed, meaning there's still a large amount of unused office space to fill. Surveys suggest workers generally prefer to spend a little more time at home than in the office. And at least half of office workers want a hybrid approach. Most firms are expected to adopt a hybrid approach to stay competitive in the current tight labor market. Companies will need to figure out the right balance that maximizes the employee's desire for flexibility and commuter savings, still satisfies the company's need for in-person collaboration to enhance corporate culture and creativity. Still, offices will likely remain integral to workplace engagement. Even if most workers don't go into the office five days a week, the demand for space is unlikely to shrink proportionately as more space will be used for common areas to enhance the work experience. Assuming employees eventually spend an average of about 60% of their work time in the office, we continue to expect long-run demand for office space to decline by up to 20%. The main long-term risk to the office segment stems from a greater adoption of remote work. In this event, new Class A towers are likely to outperform older buildings that are ill-suited for information technologies and enhance worker experiences. Unused office space will need to be repurposed for living and warehouse needs. And last year, a record number of U.S. office buildings were, in fact, converted to apartments. Repurposing repricing of office space will limit credit losses of office owners and lenders. However, office vacancy rates could stay high for a while, given the lengthy time to convert buildings, especially in regions with weak population growth. So to wrap up, the best opportunities in commercial real estate still seem to lie in industrial and multifamily residential, though retail may also do quite well this year. Conversely, offices may continue to underperform given the structural shift toward remote working. The biggest immediate challenge for all commercial real estate sectors stems from rising interest rates to tame inflation, which risks sending the expansion into reverse. But barring an economic downturn, the outlook for commercial real estate in general appears constructive. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for listening to BMO Smarter Investing, a podcast brought to you by BMO Investor Line. We are here to empower Canadians to invest smarter. For more information on how you can start investing today, visit bmo.com slash online investing. And be sure to subscribe to this show to get the latest episodes wherever you listen to podcasts.